1: wherever
3: podcasts are available.
1: Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond.
0: Beyond. 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 That's it.
2: <laughs> this is weird. You, you guys are behaving yourselves so well. This is so nice. All that, comp- all those, all those complaints from people now, here's worked the thing. well. A lot of people have been very mad that GoFiber and I said beyond back and forth. Um, a lot of other people haven't been, but for the benefit of the doubt, the people who are mad, we're not going to do that this week, and if you if you disagree with those mad people, you can let us know.
3: Brian and I sat in room together and just yelled it back and forth for 30 uninterrupted Got minutes Got it out of our systems? Yeah. Feeling good?
2: Good job, guys. Welcome to Podcast <laughs> Beyond,
0: episode 416. I'm Max Goeville. Joining me, Marty Sleva, Hey, everybody. Brian Altano. Brrah, brrah. And Andrew Goldfarb. Beyond. <laughs>
3: what was our Goldfarb shower song? Oh, man. What I did know. I miss? What did I? What conversation you're was here. I... You're here. You're on the show. Yeah, you're
0: shower the show. song? Yeah. What? yeah. <laughs> what
1: shower song? Sometimes uh, when we take we showers, we're thinking about Andrew yeah. Goldfarb. <laughs> yeah. Getting all soapy and <laughs> okay, lathery is like this a real podcast? handsome yeah. boy. This
0: is a podcast that's supposed to be about PlayStation. That's but right. we're real bad about making it about PlayStation. Not this week, though. We got a lot of stuff to talk about about PlayStation. Paris. Right. It was the Paris Games Week Sony press conference that happened as of recording this this morning. When you're hearing this, probably yesterday right. morning. Um yeah, Sony Sony skipped out on Gamescom, and they normally have a press conference there. They kind of mm-hmm. saved that up for this. we got a lot of real cool stuff to look at. What do we see?
2: Well, first off, we had a question about Paris. That's right. The most important Parisian question there is from John Godio in the Podcast Beyond Facebook group. He says, do you guys like croissants? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah I I like real a lot. Oh, Great. Oh. Like,
3: like a real flaky biscuit. In, are- I like in Europe uh, getting breakfast. It often comes with a croissant. Oh, Has anyone actually our-
2: said no to that question?
3: I know and there's so. people who are really against bread there was a uh, when I was in New York I ordered uh, breakfast in this place sometimes that had a uh, croissant that was filled with like cheese and bacon a bunch of other stuff but now bacon gives you cancer so I can't eat that
0: mm, everything yeah. gives you cancer yeah,
3: yeah I'm, so that's true. True. everything I, gives I you I was cancer. only kidding I'm um, so eating a lot of
0: bacon I worked, at, I worked at a coffee shop before I worked in video games um, shout out to Specialties Cafe and Bakery I did not like working oh, there oh you
1: worked at a Specialties I worked
0: at a Specialties I hated it a <laughs> lot they had really good cookies they had really and good really, that. Why really cookies and they really good ham and cheese croissants really good yeah they put a lot of butter in there yeah yeah, so there was a PlayStation
2: agree. press conference this morning. <laughs> so you you, you, put you put were the one who put the croissants. <laughs> you put the croissants question on. I figured it would be like a yes or no. not When well, I so was you a young boy, in in the middle. came across the world.
1: I was uh, confused because he put
3: a new In the middle. You didn't write his first and last uh, name. And then John oh, just,
1: oh, shut okay. Okay. just shut up. Just shut up. F- anyway. We're going to talk about stuff this episode. We're going to talk about Wild. We're going to talk about Detroit. We're going to talk about Gravity Rush. We're going to talk about No Man's Sky. Dreams. Let's... Let's start with Wild.
0: Yeah, Wild is probably the most thing I, I walked away from that being most excited about. I, I'm going to be honest. I completely forgot that that was the thing that got shown at Gamescom. Well,
3: I think everybody did because that was uh, last that year's was Gamescom. Last Gamescom, that was, so Gamescom yeah, 2014.
1: 2014 yep. And yeah. it was – like, Gamescom isn't a big announcing type of show. They don't – you do I mean, a lot of – That That year, I, I was at that – like, physically mm-hmm. at that conference, and I remember it being pretty big. That was the PT
3: conference, and I think yep. Wild closed mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we explored well, that. Well, that was when the Tomb Raider stuff happened with Microsoft. Like yeah, that totally. that Gamescom in particular actually was a big yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. this
1: was uh, Michelle Ansel's sort of from that opening trailer. I'm a
0: dumb boy around no, this. I was, for some reason, boy. I was saying this and I'm like, I got GDC and Gamescom mixed up there. Oh, that's fine. Because it's like three in the afternoon and my brain has started leaking leak out through my ears. Oh, no. Uh, that doesn't sound luckily healthy Luckily, we all. wrote
1: words on the, st- well, on the sheet did. of paper. Yeah. Uh, Michel Ancel. Yeah. yeah, he started. That's the creator of uh, Rayman and Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, uh, beyond. He, beyond <laughs> good and Evil. Good and Evil. And he is in theory still at Ubisoft, but has formed uh, a side studio called Wild Sheep Studio, and their, uh, their their debut game is going to be wild.
3: And it's really interesting because I think a lot of people hear, "Oh, Michel sells is a new side project game. That's cute," and they expect to be like a 2D platformer or something. And then it's this like incredible open world caveman animal game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really interesting. Like Ubisoft is a cool company in that I wrote a thing a few years ago actually, in that they. Tend to give people a pretty long rope. Uh, in it. As far as like uh, like Patrick Plourd got to stay within the company, he directed Far Cry Three, Assassin's Creed Two, but then he made Child of Light, which is the kind of game that traditionally you would leave a AAA dev to go make on your own. But they let him make it within Ubisoft, and now he runs a division called Funhouse. It's for a lot of cool side projects like this. Um, yeah, that's part of but, the sort of the, the
2: cool, hip Ubisoft we've been seeing the yeah. last few
3: years, where they're just like,
2: we're really in uh, weird artsy stuff. And well, and that's why it's weird, because... Fun
3: platformers. Patrice Desaillais, who created Assassin's Creed, left, yeah. uh, because he felt kind of restricted. And he is also making a Man game outside of Ubisoft. Uh, it's, it's this really interesting thing where, and like... Ubisoft is also making a Man game of they're making Primal. Yeah, so they announced Far Cry Primal, and it's like, if I'm at Ubisoft, and I'm like, this dude, Michel Ancel, announced a game called Beyond and Evil 2, like five years ago now, that, that we've never seen anything from other than that cinematic, and he's making a game that feels like it would directly compete with Far Cry Primal, it's really interesting. It's really interesting they allowed that to happen, and it's not even a Ubisoft title, despite him being a Ubisoft employee. Yeah, very strange. I like really the liked, circumstances there are really interesting. But the footage we saw,
1: I thought mechanically was really interesting. In yeah. terms of the, it seems like the main mechanic is sort of you're you're this like old shaman in in back in the old days uh, with snake witches and everything, mm-hmm. uh, and you can uh, possess the animals in the environment, and it's sort of so it's sort of like space station the Silicon Valley yeah. slash mm-hmm. Geist where you jump I w- around. I want ghost. Uh, before we have the print and error in,
2: in next in next week's Beyond. I want to point out that um, none of that. Actually, could ever happen in real life in history? I mean, no one lived. We weren't living in olden times. It's pretty yeah. safe to assume you couldn't I, summon
0: a snake. I, woman. I think that everybody was suffering from a pretty low grade lead poisoning and malnutrition. <laughs> so, snake giant, giant naked snake ladies were a pretty common That's occurrence. True. Naked snake. I
3: do That's like favor of the snakes. Like, animal <laughs> gear. I like. They said you could put any animal on that thing. Like you could put yeah. a, put a big bear yeah, monster. Yeah. So
1: we saw in that demo, you uh, he sort of uh, he took possession of an eagle who was flying in the sky, and then he sort of looked down and saw a snake that he. Jump that you got in his mouth yep
3: you got to ride a bear at one point he became a bunny he became a bunny, bunny rabbit. that's really cool stealthily around. running this around a is, group of animals. it reminds me of dishonored a little bit where you do like the the rat possession see yeah,
0: yeah that's the thing is uh, man that was a cool feature in dishonored amidst other stuff where you're like stabbing and shooting people and jumping around like i really really like animals in games mm-hmm. same because i'm a, I'm a human being every day you know like it's kind of cool to get to be different animals and i've been wanting a game where you play plays animals for a while now yeah
1: and it also seems cool if all of these objectives are like mini sandboxes where it's like, hey, this group of cannibals are about to eat this person. Yep. So use any one of these 10 animals to figure out what to do. So yeah. you became if like a flock of ravens. Yeah, I mean, order. we all yeah. We yeah. all yeah. gloat yeah. about how much we loved Metal Gear Solid Five on the show. And I think
2: a bunch of us said the one thing that we really would have liked was sort more to like kind of animal mounts and summons that you, yeah. could, you could bring a bear in and mm-hmm. have him kill a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. You ride a bear. A, and yeah, that's, you can. That's and what you I can ride them in out. water too, which is great.
0: Yeah, yeah and there's big fish and stuff. I mean, yep. I loved uh, I loved uh, Shadow Mordor because you could. You ride a dog. Yeah. You just train a dog yeah. and make it ride yeah. up the side of a building. That's yep. and
2: pretty everybody's exciting. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you're like, oh no, it's, uh, it's
2: butt bags
0: or something. And then you get butt to the top of the <laughs> yeah. you go up
2: three three steps and they'd be like, oh, that's really high up there. I can't climb it. Give, and then you give just me that animation. Shoot, no, shoot no, a no. magic bow and arrow at some bees and they explode.
0: And they're like, <laughs> you're you're and then more, more dogs uh, come in.
2: I'm going to, they actually, I haven't announced this yet. I'm going to replace Nolan North in the sequel of that game because he did everything voice in that game. <laughs> wow. Except for the Troy um, Baker voice. Congrats, okay. man. You're a weird boy. Um, um, I really like that.
1: Scottish I, dogs. I really <laughs> like how the game sort of has a, ca- not a cartoony look to it. It's not like photo yeah. realism. It's, yeah. we it's not like Horizon. Like a, I'm yep. immediately more interested. Like I, I'm, I'm not really on board with the whole
0: caveman thing. Uh... I think that uh, yeah, Horizon looks crazy, mm-hmm. crazy cool, but it also has this kind of like it's still trying to be badass. Oh yeah, and, and it is futuristic. Yeah, yeah, and Far Cry Primal well, is still sort of like yeah, this is realistic, gritty. It's, caveman it's actually stuff.
3: they're technically as far apart as you could be because the caveman thing, like Horizon, the idea is that the Earth has like been reclaimed, so mm-hmm. it's like all of our technology is like their past basically, mm-hmm. and so these weird like techno robot things are actually like super old to them. Yeah, um,
2: and they're basically rebooting humanity.
3: Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And it was interesting that like they also. Showed showed sort a of Horizon demo uh, at the conference, which we're not going to talk about too much just because that was actually the thing Andrew and I saw behind closed doors at E3 yep, and we right, talked about it on about the it. show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like... I don't know. I'm, I'm A lot of this reminded me a little bit of... I don't, do you remember Mark of the Cree for PS2? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it reminded me of that a little bit where it sort of felt like this could be like a Disney animated thing, you know, mm-hmm. like a more mature Disney animated thing. Well, it um, feels like Fable. Like, yeah, Fable totally.
0: has that kind of like... There's going to be mature themes in here, but it's also... It's I guess it's kind of French, you mm-hmm. know. It's sort of like this mix of cartoony stuff, but with some adult theme thrown thrown in there. It's, yeah. it's very very yeah. whimsical,
3: and I'm, I'm like, just I, super curious to see what this actual what this game looks like if it ever actually comes. Like I mean, like they say 2016, but like I'm really curious to see like what the timing on this is and what it means for Michonne Cell. Mm-hmm. Like if this does really well, like does that studio become a bigger thing for him? Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. it's really interesting landscape wise, but yeah, the game itself looks awesome.
0: How have they been developing that in a spinoff indie studio? Like, where did that money come from? Yeah, exactly. Did they have a publisher? Like, what, I mean, like, I what is I that.
1: I imagine a guy like uh, Michelle Ansel can get venture capital pretty easily, yeah, um, probably. And yeah. I, and it seems like if, it's if it's, a it's PS4 been on exclusive. On a, yeah, too. so it's, I'm, I'm sure Sony's been giving it money. It's yeah. also like it doesn't seem
2: like the most technically advanced game ever made. Yeah. I mean when they when you pull the camera out a little bit and there's the eagle holding the snake and you get a good view of that landscape mountain underneath you like it's not jaw dropping. I think the scope of the game comes in the interaction with the you know fauna and,
1: yeah, character, yeah, and they, char- characters and stuff like that. And he said on stage that this is not like they were not predetermined sort of cinematic moments. Mm-hmm. That this is a system and mechanics driven game, which right. I feel like you can do on a smaller budget.
0: Than Dude, if it's Scribblenauts meets Far Cry, I'm on board. God, god. yes! Yeah, what a good description. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's it's interesting. Like the the caveman era works really well for it too. Like that setting, because like yeah. it does make sense that they would be kind of more in touch with but nature I mean, than like we are.
1: So if you if uh, go back and if you don't remember, watch the Gamescom 2014 reveal trailer because there's mm-hmm. a lot more fantastical elements. Um, there was this like they were swimming underwater and there was this giant like almost like seated skeleton king god. Under the water, there were like mud men. You had this real cool puppy the, who was crawling on your head, the mud is a oh, re- right, real right. bad boys. Yeah, it seemed like it was a four player co op game in that original release. I wonder how so.
3: different it is. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder if that's still stuff that's
1: in it or if this it's is just been, kind of it's been almost a year. It, and a half. it feels yeah. like
2: we saw like a very hyper focused section of the game today. Yeah. Rather, I'm hoping it's that rather than they cut out all the stuff we saw the first time.
3: Well, episode. and that one was very much more of a trailer where yeah. this is just a demo of like yeah. a you know a slice of the game, so which is know. cool. I'm. I'm super. Like that's one of those. Pretty much everything in this conference is a game where I'm very interested to see what it becomes. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff here. There wasn't any clear, like gigantic, like oh that was like the biggest wow moment of the whole show because I think it was a lot of like, I mean we'll get to all those in a second. Like a lot of these kinda kind of Kanye? unproven games. A lot Kanye. of Kanye. All these Kanye mm-hmm. games. Really an Avicii game. Yeah.
0: Oh <laughs> boy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I'm, I've been doing this long enough that I'm. I'm good at kind of recognizing like. Here's a game that looks cool right now. Yeah. And here's a game that hopefully continues looking this cool because I think it looks really, really cool. This is definitely the kind of game. Like when I first when I first saw The Witcher 3 demoed, like I was I went home and bought the first Witcher book and immediately started replaying Witcher 2 that I never really got into because it didn't quite grab me. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it was just, this has that kind of vibe to it. Luckily, I don't have to read anything. I'm just going to play it when it comes out.
2: Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. there's less uh, of those big sort of conference wow moments nowadays, now that we're a few years into this generation and people are sort of settling into what these consoles are capable of and basically getting to see, here's... Ten minutes of what a game looks like when it's when you're actually playing it, which is kind yeah. of disappointing when you see games that are pre-rendered trailers, because you're like everybody else is kind of showing off how this thing works. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. That's why I liked Wild. They were like, here's five minutes in this game. Here's what it looks like on average. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Now, moving on, uh, we
0: also got to look at some, some David Cage stuff. Yeah, um, that's sort of the opposite end of what we were just yeah, talking about. Yeah, very exactly. much. Very different. Uh, as opposed to open ended, this looks much more story driven. Um, we saw that Takara demo back, I think that was a GDC joint. Uh, so back yeah, in, that like, was 2012, a
3: 12, maybe? That yeah. is incredibly a PS3 tech demo. That mm-hmm. was before the PS4 stuff. Um, and I'm really happy they went back to it because they had been showing off a demo called the Dark Sorcerer, which was that like old man face that could do a bunch of weird crap. Oh, yeah. And um, they showed um, it really twice. Like and the first time yep. they
1: showed it off, it played it very. It was a very. Sh- straight played dark fantasy thing and the second yeah. time they pulled back broke the fourth wall yes. and he was like an actor in yeah a, uh, exactly
3: and like i'm very happy that's not the one they fleshed out because this one the, the Kara tech demo was so cool like well, i loved that demo at the time it's
0: entirely possible that's the thing they're working on kind of concurrently that they're still if they still teams. working on that yeah, yeah i mean
3: totally i i think this one like as a game though like i like that world i like that story um if you haven't seen the original video like definitely go back and watch mm-hmm. it because that video is great. I think it's like really smart and well played and I I like that actress. Um, Mm -hmm. So I hope this game lives up to that. I uh, actually liked Heavy Rain. Uh, I Beyond Two Souls, I didn't get into.
0: I'm actually, I'm dying to replay those. Like I've I've kind of tried to get into Heavy Rain a bunch of times. I'm always really impressed by it Mm because it's such an incredible like attempt to do something, but it's sort of misses the mark in a lot of ways yeah. yeah, I mean I know I know what happens and it's like mm.
1: that's always sort of my my th- experience with the three Quantic Dream games uh, Indigo Prophecy or I guess Fahrenheit or whatever uh, yep. Heavy Rain yeah. and Beyond Two Souls is uh, a for effort c for execution mm-hmm. i've always thought it's uh reach extended a little bit further than their grasp at least in terms of yeah. they try to do really important and and meaningful things with storytelling and they, I, I don't know like personally the writing hasn't been there for me mm-hmm. no the, the writing
2: is definitely an issue uh i thought i thought that the voice acting in in heavy Rains kind of all over the place mm-hmm. Some Should some of it? it is really really good play it subtitled yeah. Play it in French with subtitles. Yeah,
0: like yeah, that's I mean, seriously like that's that's the way it was shown to me at first, and I was like, "This is really awesome." And then I played it with the 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 dub, and I was like, "Oh boy, oh yeah. that's boy!" That's just like a,
2: it's a weird thing to do that that for a game that takes place in America. Yeah, although the kids are French, they're, I think they're David Cage's kids. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, that did the voice acting for the children in that game. And that's why they have completely different accents. Mo capped his own I'm son and chased him in the street. <laughs> and, and <laughs> the story. I mean, tragedy. I don't want to spoil anything because obviously people are going to play this for the first time. But the story is kind of strange. Uh, and it's got a ton of holes in it once you kind of figure
3: out what's mm-hmm, going on. Mm-hmm.
2: But I yeah. still appreciate it for what it is, you know? Yeah, and you know,
3: those are on Paris Games Week. Those are at Paris Games Week playable on PS4. Uh, they still haven't said the date for yep. when they're coming. Uh, Heavy Rain
2: and Beyond Two Souls are.
3: Uh, uh, exactly. Yeah, Neither
2: yeah. were in this conference at all today, which I find kind of interesting. No, which
3: is weird, because they keep saying they're going to announce those dates soon, and they're at the show, so I was surprised. But I am glad we got this game, which is called it's weird it's called detroit but yeah it's called detroit. detroit uh become human become human yeah and uh it does it follows the those kind of androids are manufactured and purchased by people as essentially slaves as like the the working like the service industry is made up entirely of androids yeah um
1: like the trains in detroit had like android on, android only sections yes where you can't sit with other people um yeah i mean it seems like it's really smart topical themes again i'm wondering if oh it'll be handled mm-hmm. um, his
3: stuff does really well as a trailer like I thought yeah. the first bounty 2 Souls trailer was incredible too yeah. um, I think that I'll be very curious to see if he can kind of step back and do a more grounded less pretentious story because I think like it's like I, this weird thing where there are so many threads that are like mm-hmm. so like high minded and trying to be deep that uh, sometimes he seems to get away from himself I, mean, I, mean, I, I think, think that Beyond, he and
0: Kojima should collaborate I think it'd be, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. real real weird but I yep. like yeah. I like the moment to moment stuff in those games like when you kind of when you pull back and you realize that like that's a that heavy rain is the only game I've played where you are a cool detective changing a diaper. Yeah, <laughs> can you yeah. just like? And if you, you if you're really bad at changing the diaper, then he's like, "Oh darn it! I you messed up the poop again." And you have to try again. Yeah, to this, I, some...
1: I love that they got John Wayne to be in the game. Yeah. too. That was incredible. Oh, there's oh, more cripes. poop inside of the bag on his butt again. He Really, he filled it up with oh, the, old uh, turds.
0: The damn thing's screaming and making no, bad smells this, all
2: over. And again, this is early on, but there's this. There's this. I mean, heavy rain centers around a uh, father. That loses his son, mm-hmm. and um, then uh, having another son that, that gets kidnapped and find, trying to find the kidnapper. But there's a, a moment where, the, the very early on in the game, where the father is sort of playing, you know, weekend dad to his son, and you can play out the scene any number of ways, which I always thought was fascinating. And he's sitting there watching TV, and you're in this very terrible looking living room just miserable inside and you can basically get your kid a snack you can make him a sandwich Mm -hmm. uh, you can let him watch tv or you can be a total ass and be like shut off the TV, you're not doing your homework, you're going right to bed at 7.30. And he's like, I hate you, Dad. And the way that scene plays out differently and his relationship with you depends on how much sort of uh, give and take there is between the father and son right there. And that kind of stuff is way more fascinating to me than pretty much anything else that they could be doing with this new game. I, I know yeah. eventually they'll probably announce um, voice actors for it if they go the Beyond Two Souls route of, you know, they had Will the Phone, Ellen Page, like big name people. Yeah. Um, that's that's interesting to me. That's pretty cool. Uh, that sort of rectifies the issue I had with bad voice acting in the first game. But to me, that moment to moment of sort of like how long did you let the scene play out versus how long Andrew did it or whatever, um, and how that affects your character interactions yeah, later. Yeah, I like in the. the game. Um, that's the most fascinating. I
0: like me. messing with the the sort of like where you have to reach for a doorknob. Yeah, and I like doing it. Is he going to grab it? No, he's not going to grab it. He's not going oh, to grab it. Oh, I, I did, did the thing. I did the thing. he spent like his, five minutes just holding a can of soda,
2: just moving it back his, and forth. like opened up like his really fridge and just <laughs> poured it, orange juice all over my face and just put it down and they just shook it. And was like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, my is, wife's in the other room yelling at me in the game is, and in real life. It is interesting <laughs> that,
1: uh, Indigo Prophecy and Heavy Rain, I think they were really impressive, uh, but since then, we've had a lot of games that sort of do things like this, from yeah. Telltale's games to Life is Strange, yep. to even like Gone Home and Now Until Dawn. And so, I feel like that marketplace uh, is a bit more fleshed out now. I think yeah. that it's, I, which I, I'm super happy with.
0: Yeah, I, I think that is the execution of of Quantic Dream games maybe not always always great, but yeah. the ideas are way ahead of their time, and yeah. we're yeah. finally at a point where people are like, you know, I want a I want a story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and I mean i I still need to play Beyond on. Two souls. Um, sorry. Uh, it's so hard to say the title like that yeah. because of the podcast, Ron. Um, but I love that you're just like Ellen Page with a spooky ghost pal, and you're like messing messing up stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah,
3: like the stuff I played of it? And I, I watched a lot of your stuff with Greg uh, at the yeah, time. The birthday party scene is awesome. And that's the yeah. thing. Like the problems I have with that game, what I played of it, were more the weird non-linear story stuff and like the. Yeah. It's really hard to stay with that character because it jumps around a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, one, the, the, one day
2: you're at a birthday party lighting tables on fire, and the next day, or the, the next scene you're like at, at a dinner party, and you're and to then
1: you're with with a kid, homeless, and, or you're on yeah. a Navajo Indian reservation, or you're
3: escorting a kid through like a gunfight in Afghanistan. Yeah, like, that's, uh, that like, sucks. So yeah. weird. Yeah, like, I it realize just,
0: it's
1: a video game, but like
0: I. I'm, there's so many games where you can be in a gunfight in Afghanistan. Like I'm yeah. totally okay playing one where you're just like going through coming of age stuff. Like, and that's the thing. That's
3: when they announced that game, I wanted that. I yeah. like, I wanted like the Will Defoe therapy scenes and the birthday party scenes. Like I want to see like why this girl's all f- up because she's a ghost buddy. Like, well, I, sort of.
2: It's this the stuff I always sorry. liked about the X Men movies the most. You know. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like the X Men movies
2: that that sort of just like hey, uh, my dad hates me because I have ice powers. <laughs> like yeah. Stuff like yeah. that is really
0: interesting to me. The no, like part totally where agree. Pyro puts on sync in the car by accident, yeah. Wolverine's all mad at him. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. I, no, I love that that's, stuff. I've always liked the moment to like where it's like, here's something familiar but kind of made fantastic. And uh, the reason
2: I think Quantic Dream will have a slight advantage over you know what Marty inferred about the all of the Telltale games is that th- when this game comes out, you'll get to play it all. <laughs>
3: It won't be like
2: one. – I'm I'm assuming it won't be month-to-month episodic or every three months episodic. So, yeah, really cool stuff. Uh, Another game we got to look at is Gravity Rush 2, which is real pretty and
3: and nice. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. so pretty. I'm like really excited for – that world again. Like, I really, really like the Vita game. Uh, and I think that, like, I'm excited for the PS4 remastered the Vita game, too, actually. Yeah, like, so I, would, I would still rather replay it on Vita, probably. But, yeah. like, I think it looks so much prettier on PS4. Playing,
0: playing a game like that on Vita feels like trying to look out the window of a plane to see some a beautiful city. You know, you're like, yeah. it's too small. You're like, oh, I want to look around. And yeah. I, I'm really excited to play a gorgeous game like that on a big
3: TV. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah completely agree. Right. And it, yeah. they are, are able to do more cool stuff with it. Like, because the Vita is, you know, technically limited as opposed to PS4, like, they announced today all these really smart new forms of gravity so it's mm-hmm. like you can either like be lighter and that means you're like faster and move around or if you're like using like the Jupiter gravity you're like much like heavier and you're stronger as a result but you move slower like yep. I think all that stuff is really smart like the manipulating the physics to actually make the game mm-hmm. mechanics change is such a cool idea and that's so unique like, yeah, there's just, no other open world game that really does that
1: yeah and it seems like they're taking like if these systems are deep enough it could be a really interesting third person action game yep. um, yeah yeah and it seems stuff like AI companions were super cool I like that there's kitties everywhere. Yeah. I like you can mess up a whole farmer's market. I hate those things. Yeah. I yeah, want to go awful. in there with magic and just destroy those water m- Man, you could do that. You could do that in Uncharted 4 too. That, yeah. that's that's right. that actually too. that demo yeah.
0: reminded me a lot of Uncharted 4 in the sense that it's sort of like here is a very kind of rustic grounded environment that we are demonstrating our. That the the power of our engine. Like here, here yeah. is here, let's mess it up and was, show you exactly how
1: many pieces. I remember, like the first there. time we saw Revengeance or that whatever the Revengeance tech demo was, it's like we're going to show you our sword system by cutting up a watermelon. Oh, that was yeah. great! Was and like, was like, fruit Ninja evolved. Yeah. Basically, That's still yeah. one of my favorite tech demos. Yeah, yeah. Just, just cutting up a watermelon. Like, Watch us do different. Slices. Well, they did the same
0: thing with Metal Salad too. Yeah. 2 it, it was like let's shoot this melon. Let's shoot this ice bucket. And it's yeah. like I think that there's something to be said for showing off. It's the same way in like art class. They make you do a still life of like, hey, here's some fruit and a gourd, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah. this is boring. I want to draw a wizard, but they're like, no understand this this familiar thing see if you can recreate that and I think that's why and then gonna, your
2: wizard will be awesome yeah
0: your wizard <laughs> will be holding a huge gourd Yeah, it's a scary gourd <laughs> yeah I, I mean
2: I did. I honestly didn't think we would get a sequel to this game ever so
3: well I mean they teased it so they teased it at TGS 2013 I think yeah, it was um, hmm. and everyone was obviously assuming it was going to be a Vita game and it seems like since then they probably were like nope and made it a PS4 game that's a bummer uh, I think, though, the other... The, just one last thing. They showed boss battles again. Um, in the boss battles in Gravity Rush, where I know Greg's big problem with it, and a lot of people, because the targeting system was kind of weird, mm-hmm. so you would like literally lock on and then just shoot straight past the boss and run to a wall beyond right. it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so beyond. 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 Yeah. Uh, I, I think hopefully now that system's been a little tweaked. I, yeah. I didn't really have that much trouble with it, but I know a lot of people complained about it. It
0: felt... Uh, it didn't feel precise. It was definitely yeah. not a game where you felt like you were fully in control, which kind of fit, because you're controlling gravity. You're basically just... You're falling with style. Yeah. Um,
1: That was a box quote. Yeah.
0: Falling with style. Um, It's a Toy Story quote. Yeah. From the the movie
3: Buzz Lightyear
1: is back. Um, um, So speaking of Vita, you want to jump forward real quick to that one little note that we had about Vita? Yes, we absolutely
3: can. Uh, So there's a thing. Well, there are two interesting things this week. One that I just found funny. uh, During that conference, they very quietly put up a post in the PlayStation blog announcing a new Vita game, uh, which is like... Kind of sad because it's like it doesn't, you know, a Vita game is just not going to get a mention during a conference. I mean, that was our
1: anymore. thing. Now, we, it was a 90 minute conference that the word Vita wasn't mentioned.
3: Yep. And it's like the third one in a row that was basically yeah. the case. Um, yeah, there was just a quick rhythm game. The guys who made DJ Max Fever on PSP announced this. Like, it's called, uh, blah, 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 Superbeat Zonic. Uh, and it's just a fairly, Straightforward rhythm game. Looks fun, interesting if you're into that. Um, But it was just weird because it's it's very small, and that's kind of what the Vita's been relegated to. And uh, there was quotes going around earlier this week. And this is kind of old. Like, obviously, this stuff's been said many times, but it was kind of the most direct and definitive way of saying it, that there are absolutely no first-party studios working on Vita games right now. Yeah. Um, And, like, Shuhei said that to me at E3. He said that to many other people many times, uh, that there aren't big Vita games in the way. But, like, to, to really just put the nail in that coffin is kind of sad it it, i think that system still has plenty great ad stuff coming to it like volume and you know all kinds of other cool indie games and then obviously remote play like they showed off um fallout 4 running on it fairly recently um i think there's still utilities for that system but it's just interesting that it's not really part of sony's ecosystem anymore. yeah i mean i have i've always
2: had that problem with with video game systems in general is that they don't really get that like last day at work party where everyone goes out for drinks and get a cake with your name on it like it just Kind of, fa- they just kind of fade out. Yeah, like they, mm-hmm. their their release cycles trickle out until there's less and less there, and all of a sudden the system just doesn't really. Oh, it's just not part of your conversation. And it's anymore.
0: like leaving popcorn yeah. on the stove. It's going to go pop, 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 yeah. pop, and then eventually there's going to be like two minutes will pass, it'll be like pop, yeah, and the bottom's totally burned and scorched. Yeah. But there was exa- that one that's last. That's exactly what the Vita I mean, feels like. They had yeah. new yeah. Wii games at E3 this year. Yeah. We're probably going to keep getting bits and pieces of, of video yeah. games. There's probably like, going to be Japanese games yeah, out like that people you, import. It
3: discourages third parties, too, though, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. like that. It's a sort of a self fulfilling prophecy at this point because, like, if Sony's not even supporting this thing, like, why would they put another Assassin's Creed on it? Or why would they? Yeah. It's,
1: it's a bummer. F- it's funny. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking now of, I can actually remember a lot of the last games I played on the console. Like going back to the I remember, Swan playing, songs. Yeah. I remember playing Mario RPG like three months before N sixty four came out. Yep. Uh, I remember playing Chrono Cross, like I maybe the fall of PS two. Yep. I remember God like of God of War Two and Okami yeah. and yeah. Final Fantasy Twelve were yeah. super late. I, I mean, remember yeah, Rare right. put out uh
2: that Conquers Bad Fur Day, basically yeah. like a yeah. day before the N sixty four. Yeah, I mean, The Last goodbye. of Us
1: was what six months before the new generation of consoles. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, very, very late in the cycle. But yeah. it was weird. Like PS three was still very popular at the time. Oh know? yeah, totally. And there is still PS three games are coming out, but it's like I am. But in terms of like first party games, again. like yeah, yeah, that's not happening. You
0: get that stuff where like the PS two was discontinued like what two three years ago, and Yeah, they're still like selling decently in Brazil five exactly. six seven yeah. seven years later. Yep. Yeah, it's because yeah. the, the lifespan of a, a good video game platform is going to
3: stick around for a minute. Yeah, yep. I mean, I was thinking about
0: getting a PS2 for my desk the other day and I was like, huh, eh, yeah. maybe I could spend money on other things, but you know. Yeah, and uh, Fran
3: sent out that weird email looking for N64s around the office. That was a
0: really weird, <laughs> weird email, old Fran cube. Um, yeah, we, um, I hope that we get some weird little indie stuff on Vita. I hope that there's, there are people who take advantage of that. Like, yeah,
3: they're still coming. I mean, there's yeah, still you know, like a little indie games coming. Um,
0: I remember hearing that like Unity was compatible or like was portable
2: to, to Vita and yeah.
0: if that's the case,
2: then that's going to be like you know, there's going to be people oh, in the like, floodgates for PC stuff. Well, uh, that's why I'm always surprised. And maybe it was like two ships passing in the night. But the, it didn't get more iOS ports mm-hmm. or Android ports of games that you could actually play with buttons. And, mm-hmm.
3: and but I control. mean, like at the same time, like Lego Marvel Avengers is coming to Vita. And yep. st- the first ever open world one, because uh, like the Lego games have been open world for a while now. I think uh, Lego Batman 2, 2 might have been the first, the first one. one. But um mm-hmm. but the Vita versions were still just kind of the typical hub world Lego games but like if Lego Marvel Avengers is like the last big game to come to Vita but it's an open world Avengers game I'm super on Yeah super a nice, on board. it's like, a nice game to close great. that book Yeah right. so it's like and actually um I talk about it all the time but Need for Speed I think was most wanted is on Vita and it's like really good it's like not oh, yeah. graphically as impressive as oh, the yeah, yeah. PS4 version but it's, it's like Pretty looks looks it pretty looks good and like good. you can drive around that full open world and I know I almost got the platinum in that I'm like two trophies away I don't know like I just I think games work well enough um, Liberation honestly was pretty good on Vita I don't think it was super wonderful but I probably liked it as much as I liked AC three minus the holding it up to the light stuff mm-hmm. so I I think there are still good games um, Center for Golden Tearaway like there are plenty of things I would still recommend to people but right. I don't know it's just sad seeing that floodgates kind of slow down it would be hard to tell somebody
2: to buy a PlayStation Vita right now if they were only buying it for upcoming games. Exactly, but... But if you could get a good deal and go back to the library... And if you're a PlayStation Plus... Subscriber, yeah, oh, it's
3: yeah. so weird because sometimes I feel like it is built so specifically for the things I like. Like I'm gonna play Lego Marvel on it. I'm gonna play Danganronpa three on it. Like there are still so many Vita specific things that are coming that I'm. But just But if like, you're into yep, big cinematics sort of that's the thing. things, it's you're never not gonna, you. gonna get a Fallout four on it. You're never gonna get a Battlefront on yeah, it. Yeah, but like,
2: I, and I've always said this, but if, if that's what you're into, what are you doing handheld gaming?
3: You
0: yeah, know? Mm-hmm. I I feel like I was gonna be real uh, good to be playing uh, the the new DOA Extreme because if someone walks into my house, they can't see what's on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> stuck in
3: no, I'm playing a game about real sports. It's a real cool visual novel. Uh, I do, yeah, I, I think that, you know, in a different world where Vita had done well, there probably would be a Battlefront game coming out this fall on it. Um, it it's stuff like that where you can kind of think of, like, those like slight like, easily you could have just a couple, like, kind of the equivalent of that Call of Duty game that had four maps. You could get a Battlefront game like that right. this fall. But I, yeah, why I would som- they bother? I
2: sometimes forget about that Call of Duty game on Vita. It's, yeah. atrocious. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not great. And it's then the same fight.
3: guys made, uh, the Resistance games.
2: I do have an thing? odd fascination with that, though. Like, sort of demakes and seeing them appear on handhelds. I've always been kind of into that, especially when they take AAA console games, like the biggest games of the
3: fall. The DS Modern Warfare games and yeah, stuff those like that, like, Yeah,
2: those are, like, hilariously yeah. bad. Like, the, I remember playing Modern Warfare on Xbox, or, no, I think it was on PS3, and at the very end of the game, there's, like, this, you know, bridge that explodes or whatever. Spoilers for anybody who gives a crap about that. <laughs> the bridge dies? The bridge <laughs> dies! <laughs> Colonel Bridgeport! Um... <laughs> And they tried it on they tried it on D S and it was just like all of without all of this sort of cinematic beauty of like this helicopter crashing into a bridge, it was just like a JPEG of a helicopter appeared and all of a sudden like a couple of polygons went in the air and like the credits rolled and it was like <laughs> Oh, that's oh, you did that.
3: Okay, well, but I mean, it's a weird thing where like the flip side of that is GTA Chinatown Wars, which is like on regular DS and on iOS now, and it's like it has none of the like actual graphical appeal of a GTA game, but the gameplay loop is absolutely there. Which and it's still uh, really fun. you and
1: I asked some people at Rockstar to make a sequel to. And, yeah, you know they oh, all love Vida, that. Game. I would love that. And it turns out that, that they're like, hey, we're gonna stop working on GTA Six just because these two weirdos <laughs> yeah.
2: no, broke into our studio. That's our Homer Simpson car. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. They just lose, they lose all this money, and then Red Dead Two doesn't happen. You know what? Screw it. <laughs> Speaking of which, Gavin Connolly Wait,
0: wrong one. We'll come back to you Gavin Sorry, my bad Where was it? Nick Spaulding says What was the best video game related gift you got for your birthday? Asking because I just turned 18, happy birthday
2: For me it would probably be Simpsons Hit and Run You said Homer Simpson car, I'm running right, with it For right. PS2, Man love that game It that was an oddly fun game like I don't think it had any right to be as fun as it was. Mm-hmm. That I was, was kind of open it was, world. It was, just, one, right? it was just exploring Springfield. Yeah, which was so cool. It was yeah. like the first time we got to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so weird. that We grew up with a bunch of these cartoons that were very flat, and we never really thought about what their towns were like. They did the same thing with South Park: Stick of Truth, where they're like, "Hey, we had to actually make a map of this town for the yes, first time." Yes, I in remember
3: history. being blown away by that. That they're like, "This is the actual first definitive map yeah. of South Park," and it was so weird because I just never thought about that.
2: Like, I never thought about how far Homer has to go to get a, a you know
3: a slushie or whatever.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I like, uh, I, yeah. I like that. I like
0: that recreation of a of virtual space. Because, like, games, yeah. I mean, like, level design in games is obviously there's a, a science and an art to that. But, like, you look at sitcoms and they're like, where do we put three cameras? Right. And like, they're always going to be, it's a, it, they're rooms that are entirely oriented based on one of the walls. And the rooms are being, a diorama. Yeah. 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 That's that's fascinating. Uh, mm-hmm. The
2: best video game gift I ever got was the year the Game Boy came out, uh, which was the I don't know if you guys remember the original box with the Game Boy it came with Tetris and it had those like wireframe hands. on Oh it, yeah, just gorgeous looking. Uh, I opened up my Christmas presents and I didn't get it and I was really bummed out. But I was like happy I got a bunch of toys and stuff like that. And I went in the other room and I was like, oh maybe I can you know, trade some stuff in or whatever mm-hmm. whatever the equivalent was back then. Shovel snow, mow lawns. Yeah. Be uh, and my mom was like, it. hey, you didn't check your stocking. I went back to my stocking, and my stocking, like my brother had his stocking, was like full of candy, and my other brother had another one full of candy, and mine just had a brick in it. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I pulled it out, and it was the Game Boy, and I just threw everything aside and ran in the other room,
1: and got four AA batteries that That's lasted awesome. for two hours. There you go. I feel like yeah. the last actual game thing I got for my birthday was like 15 years ago, I got a PS2 for my birthday, I think the uh, yeah. six months or a year after I came out, and I remember getting it with Twisted Metal Black, Dark Cloud, and The Bouncer. It's kind of the ultimate first-world problem working this job—that I don't get video games as gifts anymore
2: because people assume I have them all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I used to like, there was something magical about somebody being like, "Here, play this," Mm -hmm. you know, and usually that person being very wrong about what I should play. (laughs) So
0: I actually, I, I I mean, I didn't have a lot of video games growing up. I got a Game Boy Pocket with Pokemon Red for I think my twelfth birthday, which was like my first like, "This is yours. This is yours for yourself," and it was really exciting. this was a Christmas present a few years ago, but I got I got a PS3, uh, and I was very much late to the party on that because I was borderline homeless and freelancing for video game websites, yeah. which is a weird problem to have. But um, my uh, my now fiance got me got me a PS3 for Christmas, and she is like cartoonishly bad at keeping presents a secret, <laughs> uh, and we were. We were sitting there, and she and put she, it in the middle
2: of the living room with like a top hat on. It. <laughs> no, this is my friend George. He's
1: quiet. No, no like, he's even more. Except when you plug him in, because that fan was really loud. <laughs> so she
0: just put a poster that says Xbox 360 you already own on it. Or something. Um, this no. is Sony, Sony we, We're sitting there, and it's like a quiet afternoon, and she's like, I can tell she's sort of thinking about something. We're on our computers or, or whatever. I'm playing playing <laughs> Xbox or, or something, and she goes, Hey. Nero and Hamza have PS3s, right? And I look at her and she just like gets this sudden just like panicked deer in headlights look and she's like ah! And I'm like, "Did you get me a PS3?" and she like just like convulses and just is like "Maybe?" <laughs> Like, <laughs> you just completely spoiled my Christmas <laughs> present. And I, like, I didn't, like, what do you you not You're <laughs> no, like you were prying or anything. not at all. I was all. like, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, what? Did you do that? Did you? And then, yeah. It, it was, I don't know. I love that. And I was like, you got me a PS3? She's like, yeah. And I was like, that's really
2: awesome. That's wonderful. Thank that's you. That's like walking into a crime scene and being like, "Man, what a weird murder! I did it. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. Stuck the knife right in his neck." I mean, that's like pulling out the murder
0: weapon real and being dead. like,
2: "Oh, that's not my phone.
3: Sorry."
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, that was that was really. It kind of killed the surprise there, but it was you know really, mm-hmm. real cool present, and I think I got to open it open it early. Oh God, I think I got. I think the first thing I played was Metal Gear Solid Four. Nice, because I'd like I'd played I'd played like Heavy Rain and Metal Gear Solid Four and a bunch of other games at other people's houses, and yeah. I was just like, then it was that kind of like, oh man, what tutorials do I want to revisit? Yeah, like
3: exactly. yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird because like every gift I got like as a kid was like the bet like all the games I would get for Christmas. I basically only got new games on Christmas or my birthday. Yeah. so it's like the games I got were like Link to the Past, like Ocarina of Time, like. Chrono Trigger, Earthbound, games. like basically all the games that like defined like me as a like gamer, basically, mm-hmm. and like all the things I love are the things I got as presents. So it's like I basically never got a bad video game as a present. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one, not yet. Yeah, you're gonna get me a bad video game as a present. I, f- I want to fix that. All right, give me an aw- awful Christmas present. What should I get you? What did we um, almost get
0: him in in Germany?
3: Oh uh, yeah, there was an awesome horse game, uh 3DS horse game I wanted to get you. It was like it went, Horse Academy, but it was yeah. like, like had 90 German words all over it. Why don't you get it?
2: Cuz uh, it, like it was 30
3: euros. It's really expensive. <laughs> oh
2: wow, it's not it's not even real money.
0: <laughs> I got you I got Joe you. King. I got you Equine Trainer at, at uh, the potato place in that's Japan. Yeah, and
3: I brought you a bunch of Star Wars toys for my house. Yeah, yeah so I it. left some trash <laughs> in your desk
0: last week. Yeah. You did? Yeah. I think I think Pablo probably cleaned it up because it was litter. But uh, <laughs> all right, I, I peed in your garbage can. That's I not gave even you that my garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: uh, right, No
0: Man's Sky. Yeah, No Man's Sky. Uh, uh, is that a game yet?
3: <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I I almost wish they hadn't. So they announced that it's coming in June of 2016. Yeah, I almost that's wish right. they would have just given us a date because like giving us a nebulous window makes me nervous that this isn't going to stick. Yeah, uh, and it's been so like this has now been. When was this first announced? It was the VGAs. Two 2013? years ago, 2013, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, this will have been two and a half years by the time it comes out, which is even longer than, like, Watch Dogs. You know, it'll be one of those yeah. things where, like, this is one of the longer. Kind of pissed off about that, you know? Well, I'm... I mean, it's like, I, you know, obviously a game like this is hard. They're a small studio. I completely get how ambitious this is and how I think this game looks really cool. But I would almost rather you just are quiet about it rather than, like, give us a nebulous date nine months out. That, well, you know.
2: I mean, in this case, and I'm usually right there with you guys because I, I hate hearing about a game, sitting and waiting and thinking about playing a game for two years. Which was like yeah. I'm really excited about the new Star Wars movie, but if you look at the timeline on that, like we really only thought it would be a thing like what, a year and a half ago, two years ago? Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden it was like not not only are we getting that movie, but a whole bunch of others in the you know, different timelines and stuff like that. Plus new merc- all this other stuff. They just, new games, everything. We had to this wait is, six months
0: between trailers. We right. saw fifteen minutes of this game on what, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. One yeah. of those shows. Yeah.
2: So uh this is the only case where I think it was a good idea for these guys to show their hand early because they it ended up having Sony coming in, and basically being like, "We can, we can help you with this." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this was yeah. a very, very tiny team.
1: Well, yeah, and this was the or a team. small team. There, I mean, I, I assume they're all no, regular. i yeah. met yeah. them. They're regular sized humans. Yep. Uh, they used to work at a cobbler's shop yep. and they would come down from the rafters and help them make <laughs> shoes. Yeah, they, them. Lived that, they lived in that cool tree where all the cookies come from. <laughs> um, yeah, but they. I mean, this was the the, the Hello Games is the team that made Joe Danger, and so they sort of, in order to be solidified as, hey pay attention to this in the same breath. You pay attention to Uncharted and Final Fantasy. Right? Uh, they sort of had to create this long tail. And That's it's crazy that, that it's the same studio, by I know, the way. right? It is insane. It's well, well, like going from like,
2: writing like Laffy Taffy jokes to writing like a 600 page novel. We've,
3: talk, we've talked about how like the twist ending in that game should be like you, you land on a certain planet, like it's like at the center of everything and you get out and like you're just walking around, it looks normal and you realize it's Earth and like you keep walking for a little while and you realize you're in the Hello Games office and you pass a mirror and it like the camera finally pulls out to third person. You've been Joe Danger for the entire <laughs> Game,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the that's wow. a, that's that's a twist. A, don't be the dumbest, <laughs> dumbest thing. That's the twist. No, another um, another uh, studio that I think is is like this is the guys who did um Sleeping Dogs, uh, United Front Games. Oh yeah, because yeah. they like yeah. they came up with this just this badass like Hong Kong action game, and it was like, what else have they done?
3: The little like, Big Planet karting. Yeah, and then it was
0: like, was there anything? I was one of their mod nation race was Yeah, like, oh whoa, all right, all right. yeah, would have they have their hand yeah. in a
3: lot of weird things? But yeah, I mean, that's why like there's so many very talented studios that you don't hear about because they're support studios and then they come out of nowhere seemingly to make their own game but you find out they've been there for like 20 years you know yeah. I think yeah. it's like a really interesting phenomenon in games that like you yeah. have these studios that do nothing but support support like oh they made the multiplayer for this and blah 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 yeah. um and i don't know it's interesting like um there's that studio uh certain Findy announced uh they had recruited the lead writer of or the kind of franchise writer for all assassin's creed fairly recently mm-hmm. Corey may and yeah. uh that's, a, that's it. Like, we don't know what they're doing. We don't know, like, what they're working on, but they said they want to get into AAA games, and that, that's, like, a pretty good yep. name to start with. And I think, like, right. things like that are really interesting because, like, maybe they'll come out of nowhere at something really cool. Yeah. Um. Like, Armature announced ReCore at E3, and it's, like, I really want to see what that studio yeah. can do when they're not making... Batman: Arkham Origins Blackgate.
1: Yep. Yeah. Right. So a couple of interesting things about No Man's Sky. The ju- the nebulous June release date is interesting because as it's like, well, does that mean it's coming out before E3, at for, E3, yes. or after E3? Exactly. E3 is the 14th through the 16th yep. of June, yeah. and so I'm wondering if it's going to be in that sort of Last of Us right? Well, I guess Last of Us came out during E3. During we, played, we it
3: played it the week before, but yeah, it came out that week. Uh, and then this year there was one too. Um, well, uh, Batman came out right after. Yeah, me. that's right. Yes. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. I think it's a really it's a really smart release date for anybody who doesn't work in games mm-hmm. and we're oh, like totally. we're a bunch of big old nasty babies being It's like, yeah. the perfect oh, summer to vacation to go Basically. To work yeah. 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 But also cuz that's when everyone's eyes are on gaming. That's when yeah. stuff will be trending and it's when it's yeah. like people are going to be talking about. It. And if you're just like, "Hey, you can play it right now." And then everyone's going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to actually play a game well, instead of just looking at games that might come out this fall. If
1: you look yeah. back to May and June of this year, like Witcher owned May and Batman owned June, so yep. it's not uh-huh. like it's February where you're competing with 150
3: other games or November or I feel October. like that mm-hmm. would have been their biggest, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. February and, again, we got yet another one uh, during this show because now Street Fighter v is coming out. Like, February yeah. is so packed uh, but I think distancing themselves from the smart. Also, like, I think kind of the big question with No Man's Sky is if, like, PlayStation VR and maybe by June I
1: totally think this is going to be aligned with PlayStation VR
3: no and that's the thing exactly and I think by June maybe PlayStation VR is out or close to being out and so maybe it makes more sense in that way
2: so we got some questions from the group Uh, first off Bradley Rivard says uh, do you guys actually believe No Man's Sky will be out in 2016
3: yes Yes. you do yeah
2: Yeah. I actually don't I don't believe a video game is out until I'm holding it Like yeah. it, and there if you've been every, heard before. i yeah, there are so <laughs> many times where it's like, This is the date, we're committing to it. You can pre order it here, you can get it there. Until I'm actually it's in my hands or someone in the office is playing a final retail version that was mailed to us in a shrink wrap box.
1: Uh, I don't actually I don't have it's. It's still up in the air. Anything can go so at, at any like at any moment. Six months ago on Podcast Unlocker, Xbox Podcast that I also co-host, Trader, um, I was on that one before. you <laughs> well, You're on NBC Trader. <laughs> um, I six months ago I said uh, Rise of Tomb Raider was going to be the game that got delayed this fall, right? Uh, and I still claim that even though the game has gone gold, really? Yep. Because that's the hill I chose to die on. No way. Are you still fighting for that? The game has gone gold. The bundle's coming out. We, someone probably has it in this office now. No, it can't. They, yeah. They're putting their, what if, their... The fact, what if the factory burns down? What if the tomb crumbles? I the, mean, the, the tomb, tomb, the tomb crumble, will yeah. crumble. Uh,
0: yeah, you have to jump off part of it. It's really uh, yeah. That's the whole point of that <laughs> game. You snake. go on some old stuff and oh, you it wreck it with your feet. Yeah.
2: A whole snake. You don't know anything about Tomb Raider. God. God. I've been to tomb. Uh, you can die on a hill though. If you want game, can die on the hill in that game. The, James Cunningham asks the release date for No Man's Sky is receiving negative backlash. So my question is this: What do you guys think is the optimum window between initial announcement and actual launch? Beyond, 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 fallout. Yeah, six months. Completely. Yeah.
3: yeah, six to nine months. I mean, it's hard. Like I, I did did. Oh, I hate you. Uh, I sixty nine months. They showed these new bundles. <laughs> it hurt. It hurt they neck. showed the two European bundles um, <laughs> during uh, the beginning of the comments. They were showing the two bundles. There was one for three forty nine, and then one was called the Ultimate Player Bundle for three ninety nine. Yep. and Marty just looks at me and goes, "Ultimate Player." Was, <laughs>
1: like, you didn't want to. I was,
3: I was uh, just chuckling at the fact that you
0: said European bundles. <laughs> bunch of children I saw some nice european
3: bundles at that um, beer garden in germany no i think between six and nine months is smart <laughs> six you know, and nine. Worst. uh is smart i think you know i helped out with marketing stuff when i was a gearbox like i get it i get how complicated it is to like get a pr train rolling and to announce all that stuff but like there's very much such thing as too long um there's... on the other hand though i think you know it's that dumb recycled triton moto quote but it's very accurate which is like a uh The live game's delayed for... Exactly, a bad months. game is bad forever but a delayed game is yeah. eventually good but, or, I'm paraphrasing no, you, that
1: was terrible you butchered his meaning
3: The a delay. if you delay a game it's eventually good if it comes out and it's no bad, not it's necessarily if you delay a game it's,
1: it, it can still be, be
3: bad no well, of course but what yeah. I'm saying is if you delay it and it ends up being good the delay was worth it whereas if you rush it to make people happy it might be bad that's I guess Miyamoto the, also a had the quote meaning. smoke weed every day yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly at the end of yep. uh, that song yeah, he uh, said never the, get high on your own supply the point being that it's like people are so mad that this is further away than they thought it would be but like I'm sure those people would rather have it be good so, than yeah, I, I th- have it th- I think come out in be, April and And be bad. so this
2: is what why uh watchdogs kind of suffered because I think where this hurts the most is really overly ambitious games because I think people's head. Kind of start to wander to the moon where they go. Oh, you can do this and this. They must must be working on this and this. Like it's one thing when like a two D platformer gets delayed by two years. You're like, oh, you're just tightening up the mechanics of it all, or maybe you're adding some new levels and boss fights. But with Watch Dogs, like the first time we saw it versus actually playing it years later, uh, the amount of things we thought we'd be able to do in that game versus the fact that you basically just drove around, walked around a a game with a phone in your hand, uh, telling traffic lights to stop working. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I I think that's the worrisome thing here. Well, there's
0: there's a certain pageantry to announcement and and marketing leading up to a game and it's we're all really close to it so we're like hey this is like, I mean, all of you guys watching and listening at home, like, it's it's the same deal where we follow this stuff closely. If you pay attention to when something is announced and when new things about it are released and when they talk about it more, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of people out there who do not give a damn when a game comes out. They will yeah. maybe, maybe they'll be like, oh, this is out. Or maybe they'll walk into a store having no idea what they're going to get and they're going to be like, mm-hmm. oh, watchdogs. You hack stuff? That's cool. And they yeah. buy it and they have or a they, good time. they
1: miss half the preview beats because sure. they're a normal person sure. with a normal I think life.
0: There's a really interesting kind of, uh, you know dichotomy between uh, Ubisoft and Rockstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, GTA 5 we got that announced in a very, very brief, very simple announcement trailer that was pretty, pretty much the cinematics. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very, very cutscene. Vo, you it's like have set a motto, and everyone's yep, looking. There's a dog. There's a bicycle. You're in Los Santos, and they they showed off kind of. They give you a sense of what we're what, what you're looking at. And I mean, yeah. Bethesda does similar stuff. I think it was a little bit uh, shorter of a tale most of the time, but Rockstar really is like they get it, and they're like here is kind of an idea of what our game is without going too hard into mechanics. And then they trickle out screenshots and they eventually show off gameplay and everybody eats it up a whole lot. They have a very kind of almost clinical approach to like, welcome to Los Santos. You're going to be switching between three characters. Here's yep. what the multiplayer looks like. This will be coming after the game. And they're very like, it's everything's kind of compartmentalized and very straightforward. Meanwhile, Watch Dogs was like, here's everything. Yeah. Yep. And then they followed it up by being like, but wait, there's some more everything and they're like, "Hold on. It's not finished yet. We're going to have to push it." Sorry, we're pu- sorry we're pushing it again. And at that point it's like you've shown everything. Like it's not people get fatigued. Yeah, people well, get not tired only you've shown everything, but
2: you've shown a sort of not Really indicative version of what you're going to be playing in the final thing. Like, people did graphics comparisons mm-hmm. of what we first saw with Watch Dogs,
3: which was running on, you know, the best PCs in the world. And um, that was before Next Gen. Like, they announced right. that when the Next Gen systems had not been announced. Hadn't so had been announced, no specs or anything. Exactly. Like that. So, yeah. like, they they probably were running at a spec that ended up being slightly higher than Next Gen. Yeah, yeah, the kind of gross reality, too, about, um,
2: f- you know, finding out when video games <laughs> are being announced and released and stuff like that is that a lot of them are tied to just like, quarterly investor meetings and stuff yeah. like that. they their products. Yeah, their products. Sorry. And I think a lot of people miss that. They're just like, "Oh, they're doing this because it's a really exciting time of year." And it's like, "No, there was probably just a bunch of people that were investing that wanted to bail out, but then they saw this new thing and it realized, they realized that, you know, they should stick around for a while cuz they're going to make a ton of money off of this." Yep. Yeah. And I think
0: that showing, showing off the 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 kind of technical side of things, showing off mechanics, it does it, it is showing your work more than showing like just a cinematic trailer, yeah. but mm-hmm. for something like Recore, for instance, I think it's a really good way of of going about it. You're like, "Here's here is a sizzle reel here is we are, we are not selling you steak you get the steak later when we cook it but here's the sizzle here's yeah. what the basic idea is and uh, I worry kind of that No Man's Sky maybe is shown too much of its hand you know
3: I don't know we, we have to know. wait and see if I they say like it's I've,
0: attached to VR that's another story entirely
3: yeah. I feel like I know both everything and nothing about that game like I mean I've watched gameplay of it like we did a bunch of IGN first stuff that if you didn't watch like I highly recommend going back to because that gave me my best picture of what that game actually was moment to moment yeah um but I still don't know if that's enough. Like, I, I don't know how satisfying that loop is. And I mean, we're going to talk about Dreams yep. in a little bit. It's kind of that same thing, right? Like, at what point is a really, really cool thing actually going to sus- you know sustain it and make me want to play for six months yeah, or Yeah, that's it exactly
2: long. it. And I mean, to add to that with the VR conversation, VR doesn't necessarily make a disappointing game great. Yep. Like, bad games can be bad in VR. You that know? was like, the famous like, Miyamoto me quote. Famous yeah. Miyamoto <laughs> quote. <laughs> You've got that's it right. right. There we go.
3: I think VR I I really don't like VR. Uh when another famous
2: Miyamoto quote is murder was the case that they gave out
3: <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, I don't know. What you know, I haven't done a lot of VR extensively, but um I don't like most of what I played. It just I think not for me. You um, and I
2: played you played a VR game, a Comic Con that just
3: wasn't very good. Yep. That you didn't really like. Yep. Then. And it's like I don't you know, I understand that as a personal thing and like that's why I ended up not writing about it or really talking about it. Like I just there are a lot of VR games I really actively dislike. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I don't like strapping the thing to my face. And I know that's such a stupid complaint, but it's like I've now spent multiple hours in VR, and that's yeah. still even years later, even as the technology's gotten better, like I just don't like it. Um, yeah, I'm,
2: I'm open to it, but like a game with a bad camera system you know is still going to be bad possibly worse in vr like there's a yeah. lot of things that that have to be taken into account for um and no man's sky just the, if, if it's if the game turns out to be not as ambitious as we wanted it to be simply being able to play it in 3d first person in vr is not going to change what it is or isn't you mm-hmm. know so yeah just,
3: i think for some people that technology is so exciting and i i totally don't want to you know grapple over it because i yeah, know those people but let's are be real let's be realistic here it. right yeah i mean
2: sometimes but. a bad game comes out and just putting it in in vr is not necessarily going to save it sure well there's also the the, the kind of psychology of
0: uh, what sells games what makes games exciting i think one of the reasons that we always have a ridge racer as a launch title is that it has cars going fast and they are bright and it is exciting and it is colorful but that and does not translate to when you are experiencing it in vr right. it's mm-hmm. nauseating and upsetting uh The camera system idea, like, so far we've seen a lot of VR stuff. It's almost kind of inherently first person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Doesn't really have to be. It got announced that Tekken 7 is going to be coming to Mm -hmm. PlayStation VR, which everyone goes, why?
3: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, and was was it Insomniac during the Oculus conference showed a really cool mm -hmm. third person person. VR game? It was like that ice exploration Mm -hmm. one. Um, So I think that can be done, and I love those kinds of games. It's just like I think most of the time... For me personally, I'm probably going to prefer them with a controller, and I will keep trying VR. I hope I find that one game that makes me get it and makes right. me as excited as everybody else. But yeah. like having tested almost every single different, I'm, I've never played Hololens, I guess. But having tested everything else, I'm just not. I haven't found that thing that makes it click yeah. for me yet. Well,
2: it's yeah. sort of like when they put like You've Got Mail on Blu-ray, and you're like, "Why? Are you just patting, exactly. are you padding the library here? Because because yeah. Dave I,
3: Chappelle is really funny in it. He's supporting, and it's that real cute. There's that scene where they're in the bookstore where Andrew, shut up." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Damn it, Andrew. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean there was a whole VR I mean Shuhei came out and there was an entire VR section. Uh, do you want to just go over a couple of the Yeah, it yeah,
3: really He was so happy and cute during that segment. I know, he's the best. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Shuhei. GOSP. What didn't I say?
1: We got to get him back on the show soon. We will. Yeah. Um Crytek showed off the I mean, I guess showed off again Robinson the Journey, which uh they showed off and they revealed Wolf. in June, but we didn't know what it was coming to. What
3: well, they never I mean, they showed literally concept art for it yeah. in June. Like this is the first like footage we've seen of it, I believe. Um and it looks really cool, but that trailer was also kind of like what you were talking about earlier, like it was like I don't feel like any of that was the actual game. No, I, I think was that was like game. sort of that. Yeah, no. that was no. that sort
1: of proof of concept it was of what you want it to be. You're yeah. a kid, uh, sort of lost in space, and you have this uh, rope flying robot companion that kind of looks like the ghost from Destiny. Um, yep. Oh, ghost. Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, you're, totally. You're, I you're, mean, you're Robinson. You're, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, there's all sorts of dinos that look spooky. So we don't know what type uh-huh. of a game it is, but yep. I mean, it looked. It looked. Some cute. of the dinos it looked cute. There were cute dinos, but then there, there were, were some spooky, spooky ones. It's Just yeah. like humans. Uh, real bad one, and like yeah. dogs. I've, I've seen real a, mean I've seen month, a yeah. real nice dog, and then I saw a mean dog once. That's true. Yeah, but yeah.
2: I, I love that idea, and the like, you know, stuff like trees look great in in Crytek games. Mm-hmm. So this is this is really cool to see that, and I love dinosaurs. I like. I think it's really cool. There's a tr- more traditional dinosaur game. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know really what that really means when there's a, a robot flying around. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, maybe they had those. We don't know a lot about those times. Yeah, uh, with VR, uh, we're really kind of
0: we're kind of going back to. Uh, really before the PlayStation was around yeah. when it was kind of yeah. like you could completely sell a game based on graphics alone. Mm-hmm. And it would be, if you're like, it's got polygons, they're here, they're <laughs> yeah. real cube cubed yeah. and sort of 3D looking. But in this case, it's like, how does that, the gameplay, it's not that it doesn't matter. I'd say that it sort of matters less in VR. Yeah. Because it, it's a lot easier for gameplay
3: that isn't conducive
0: to kind of to VR to really,
3: really mess it up. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's like the launch of any new platform, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, there are always those launch titles, like, on the Vita and PS3 and many other systems are guilty of it, where Mm -hmm. it's like, they're trying to show off features, so they're, like, not the best games in the system, because they're basically just there to introduce you to the idea of, here's how this mechanic can work. Yeah. And then it takes five years for someone to figure out an actual cool application for that thing. Like I think VR, like all of these early games, like we're we're gonna look back on and they'll be the ones where it was like, oh, well that was a proof of concept, but here's how, like here's when it became actually like a valuable tool for gameplay. Yeah, Yeah. I have no doubt it can get there. um, As long as people actually like support the platform when it launches. You look at a game like Knack
2: and watching the character Blow up, or expand, or shrink based on the different voxels and stuff like that, and p- bits and pieces of them gathering uh, really just showed off what they could do with the character models in that game. Yeah. Uh, but then you look at Resogun, and they basically had cubes exploding everywhere, and now that's you know that's what their next game looks like. So yeah. I think it, you're totally right in that it's like here's a tech demo for something that's never fully truly realized, but that's that's we're they're treating
1: VR like it's going to be a console launch. Yeah. I mean um, they had that they had a sizzle reel where they showed a bunch of different things. They showed uh, a Battlezone remake. They mm-hmm. showed rigs. They showed Final Fantasy XIV uh, Heaven Sword, which I think I mean so many people in this office are obsessed with that. So yep. that's And during
3: yeah. TGS, they they had a big screen of all the people developing for for PlayStation VR, which is really cool too. Because yeah, there's a Danganronpa. There's uh, yeah Final Fantasy XIV. There were a lot of cool little like there were a lot of studio names up there where you're like, huh, that could be really interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, think, I don't know. I think I think PlayStation VR having the backing of Sony behind it and, and PS4, everything has gone so well so far. Like I really do have a lot of faith in Sony's first party studios that they can make yeah. something really cool for it. And yeah. I'm, I don't want to discount the platform. I don't want to come across as somebody who is just like, uh, you know, crossing his arms and patting his feet and saying no to it. I just so far haven't enjoyed it yeah. at all. Yeah, I, was, I, I think yeah. I can get that.
2: I was going to say, I, I I I get that a lot where we try to have conversations on this show about how – not that we're skeptical about VR, but like let's look at the entire situation here instead Mm -hmm. of just like it will change the world. It's the future. Like we can call it those things and also sort of be like, yeah, but what about this? And yeah, what about that? Like I'm on board. I think I love the idea of VR. But the games have to be there and they have to be mechanically sound and I don't want to spend a ton of time – in that helmet if it's gonna be disorienting and mm-hmm. weird and I'm just playing well, bad it's, launch. Uh, it's a
3: Vita all over again too. Like uh, yeah, if, if yeah. people support it, if it does really well, then you'll get a million more right. VR games. If no one buys it at launch, then you're not gonna get many more VR games. Right. Yeah.
0: I think it's a little bit different because you look at you look at the Vita and it looks like an overpriced Game Boy to the general public. You oh, look no. at VR, it looks like of course. stock image for the future. But it's still, you
3: know, you know gonna be a whatever three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollar thing. Sure. I'm just saying like any platform, like mm-hmm. if no one buys it, they're not gonna make games for it.
0: Um, we're talking about I, I think there's the Tekken 7 thing is really fascinating because that's like the, the first really big name uh, like third person game we've seen mm-hmm. with VR yeah and I'm kind of thinking about over here I talked to Ted Price about his about the, the Insomniac game that's I think that's an Oculus game it is it yeah. was at the yeah. Oculus event yeah. yeah and then there's also another one by um, one of the guys who worked on uh, Words with Friends I want to say
1: it was um, like that the third person platformer yeah you're little, lucky, you're lucky, lucky the Fox lucky, yeah. yeah oh um, right
0: and it was, it was kind of I, – I haven't felt – as saying something, I haven't felt that stupid asking questions in quite a while because <laughs> uh, you're like, why did you make a third-person VR game? And effectively, it makes the, the camera control on the controller sort of – unnecessary, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's one of those I haven't actually done it myself. I'm really curious about how it works. Oh, I've done some of them
1: and they're awesome, actually. In
0: theory, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's the most intuitive camera control you could have, so you're only using, you know, you're going back to how it was when you were only, you're moving your character with one stick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With something like Tekken, it makes a ton of sense because Mm -hmm. you got to think about, in terms of scale, because look at, like, when somebody modded uh, VR support for Team Fortress 2 and they had, like, the scout who, if you're doing it in terms of one-to-one scale, is running it, like, 70 miles an hour or something yeah. which human beings are not supposed to be doing yeah. when they're you know if your eye, eye line is six feet off the ground and your thing should not be moving that fast at you that's horrifying mm-hmm. and we kind of you know you get the hang of it you know playing uh, when you're playing as a video game kind of more traditionally uh, but if you're playing with VR it's kind of it's really uh, upping the immersion or whatever uh, but if you're playing as, as effectively a cameraman you know mm-hmm. you're, you're controlling the view you're not controlling you're not you know the camera is not in the, the head of the person you're playing yeah. uh it's kind of like simultaneously filming a, a an mma fight and also being in it with tech. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that makes a ton of sense i'm yeah. curious about how ted price's game because you're like more of like a you're kind of over over the shoulder of this guy yeah. for, for platforming stuff basically it makes depth perception a whole lot more intuitive mm-hmm. because normally if you're like moving the camera and you got to figure out where you're going to jump and where your guy's going to land maybe you're looking for a shadow as a cue mm-hmm. but in this case you can actually you know flip your head down and be like, oh that platform is out of my reach i'm going to fall uh-huh. into a pit
3: it's that weird like persistence of vision thing where like if you if you literally just walk down the street and hold a camera when you watch the footage it's like bobbing up and down whereas like when you're walking normally mm-hmm. you don't see that because mm-hmm. your eyes sort of compensate for it um yeah it's weird like thinking about camera placement and like i don't know that is really interesting that like i guess i hadn't thought about like a third person vr game I mean, Mike Bittles
1: announced that uh, volume's coming to VR. Yeah. Um, and I guess that kind of leads into Tyler Floyd running and asking, uh, what existing franchise do you want to see move to VR? And I guess would, people normally think of first person, which um, and when you think of stuff, I was like, man, everybody gone to the Rapture or right. like, Firewatch or stuff Far like that cry. would be cool. Far Cry. Yeah. Um, and then we saw like Supermassive's working on Until Dawn, Russia Blood, which is going to be a first person, like literally on rails. You're sort of in this You're on messed a roller up coaster. carnival. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a shooting gallery, arcadey, spooky thing. Um, yeah I don't know are there any things
3: you guys can think of that I mean like after watching the conference today like I think within about one second I want Dreams on VR I feel like that's the smartest place for that game Um, and we we can talk about Dreams kind of more extensively too but I think like as a VR game that might be the best fit for that that I can think of as far as like Sony's first party lineup
0: yeah I'm totally with you on that Um, I don't know what the hell that game is we should you know probably talk talk about that I think that fallout 4 i mean even fallout 3 could work pretty cool if it wasn't uh if you know you really had it running super high res but um the fact that you can swap into uh, turn base when Mm -hmm. you need to with vats like that's makes a lot of sense with Mm -hmm. vr Mm because like vr is not really necessarily good for fast-paced combat type stuff but like the rate at which you move in fallout is pretty slow it's kind of like going for a long hike Mm -hmm. you know in a horrible horrible place yeah so i'm open to that um yeah, I don't think even like I don't think even Witcher would be really something. I I think I said before I'd love that, but like maybe if you had the the third person camera stuff going on, yeah, be curious to see. I'm surprised nobody's modded that into first person yet, or if
3: they have, I haven't checked it out. Right. Yeah. Those big like third person gigantic open world games like a GTA or a Skyrim or whatever are just not what I want. Me neither. And yeah. it's like weird because I remember there's like obviously that like omnidirectional treadmill. Skyrim mm-hmm. demo someone put on YouTube a few years ago that's like entirely in VR and you can walk in any direction and you're actually walking and it's just like that is just not I just don't want to spend that much time yeah in 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 VR to
2: play one game mm-hmm. you know I mean I understand that the immersion of that world will increase and which is really awesome to be able to walk out around Fallout's world in VR but like if I'm gonna spend a hundred hours in that game like I don't know if I'm ready to do that
0: yeah, I would VR. almost want yeah. something shorter. I mean, that's yeah. I'd, I'd swap in and out. I wouldn't want to put yeah. the whole thing in there. But like the idea that you can, uh, you really, I guess, get, get a sense of space. You know, like walk mm-hmm. into a building and like look up and see the roof. You know, and like yeah. or just you know when you're rooting around in an old toilet looking for buckets of dandy boy apples. Like <laughs> yeah. maybe you just I want to see that. Well, and that's like first the, person. The,
3: the swapping in and out thing is the biggest unanswered question for me with PlayStation VR, which is that we have yet to see that big marquee game that is both. That is, hey, if you want to throw on your PlayStation VR headset, play for a while in VR, then take it off, sit in your couch, play yeah. with a normal controller, do your thing. Like, that is sort of really interesting to me. And I wonder that if they'll let you Man's dip Sky. your toe. That has, yeah, to, be has no to, be. to be No Man's Sky feels like the perfect testing bed mm-hmm. for that. Like, I, cause again, like a huge, like a horizon, actually, something like that is really small. Cause, like, yeah, like a lot of people talked about, like, um, Drive Club, cause I guess Evolution were the ones testing the mm-hmm. VR headset. Um, that makes sense to me, um, but like driving games and things like that are, are less interesting than maybe that open world idea, like Max was saying, or yeah. like a No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah,
0: yeah, it's gonna be really curious to see what gets attached because there, there will be at least one thing that that works with, like one big totally. thing that we are all are like, holy crap, this
3: is on VR.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got you know the Vita got an Uncharted game. yes you know, there's, yeah. there's gonna be something like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's like one of the big things that must be waiting to reveal.
0: What if it's what if it's. Um, what if it's DOA Extreme? Maybe,
3: <laughs> maybe it's God of War. You can rip someone's heart out, literally. Really
2: awful.
0: Really, <laughs> um, really awful. Uh, still,
2: still not literally. <laughs>
3: Fair enough. That is highly um, illegal. so. I do want to talk about Dreams really quick. Uh, I'm a real big nerd for. I, I mean, I love the little bit Planet Games. Um, I actually haven't playing a bunch of Mario Maker. Like, I, I think those games are smart and cool. Um, I was like freaking out during that Dreams reveal, during the demo, during the conference today because it's like an open world that. Someone built it is entirely created by a user in a 3D space, which is something that you don't have in Little Big Planet or Super Mario. Like, those are kind of those side scrolling things. And Project Spark, I guess, had to some degree, but I don't think it's quite as robust as what this could be. Now, the biggest question, as Sam Clayborne pointed out to Managing Editor, is what the menus look like, what that kind of control looks like, um, because that'll make or break a game like this on no. how easy it is to actually. And I mean, I remember them saying during E3 that, like, you can kind of get down to that, like, subatomic, like, nuclear level and really, like, Build the engine, build the behavior, build the logic. Uh, they haven't really shown any of that stuff, yeah. uh, and that's kind of what I'm really curious to see. Is or like, even
1: how you're physically building the things. They're like trees, and like none of these are pre-created. Everything is user-created. There was like a statue of Abraham Lincoln, and it's like none of these are scu-
3: pre-created. It's like, well, how the hell am I doing this? So then? during E3, and that, that's again why this feels like such a smart fit for VR during E3. They showed like it's literally sculpting. I mean, you are creating this. If you go it's back not to the, sculpting. <laughs> I hate you. Um, it's digitally sculpting. It is digitally sculpting. If you go back to the. Um, very first the ps4 reveal event in february of 2013 they actually demoed dreams mm-hmm. like it's media molecules tech demo was dreams and that's what they're doing they're sculpting into 3d space and just showing you that they can create these objects and they're doing it you know they show that little like weird uh what was it the imp today that lets you control kind of where the cursor mm-hmm. is um Clearly, there's a much more robust method of controlling that and being precise, and that's kind of if what If it's I'm, VR and a move controller, I'm all about it, mm-hmm. right? And that makes so much sense, right? And there, I think that we've been doing with move controllers in that uh, original demo. Yeah, uh, that just feels like it makes so much sense, and so I'm I'm very very curious to see because Molecule. Coming off of Tearaway is really smart about incorporating technology. I think they're really good at making it not feel gimmicky, making it feel natural. Yeah, I think Tearaway, Tearaway might Vita. be the
1: best use of the Vita of all its weird Absolutely. Mm-hmm. quirks and gadgets. And mm-hmm. even on
3: even unfolded, like the little things like blowing and the and like the way the light bar interacts, like it is really smart. Uh it's so I don't know, like I we really don't understand the the ins and outs of this. They said there's a beta in 2016. I would be so excited to just try this game because I think Media Molecule I don't think they're a sales powerhouse by any means, but I think as as far as creativity, like they're a studio that I hope is always around. I just in in the same way I want Nintendo to stay weird, I want Media Molecule to stay weird. I want yep. them to be taking risks and doing this weird stuff because, like, yeah, we can have a thousand, you know, Kill Zones and Uncharted's and and even Horizon and things like that that are these really exciting, big projects. But like, this is the stuff. That I think pushes the medium forward is when people get really, really creative and weird with it. So mm-hmm. I'm They're making very stuff very out, out of burlap
0: problems. sacks and paper. exactly. And that's this one appears to be asbestos. Yeah. It's their. It's the grittiest reboot they could have. But I
3: love like it gives the, art the kids of it. all lung problems. It's almost that weird like watercolory look. Like it is... I don't think
0: it's watercolor. It looks like cotton candy, but real dirty. The, scu- yeah, the, the sculpting part
3: of it does. But I think like the if you go back and watch that e3 trailer, it's like this weird like brushstroke look mm-hmm. to yeah. it, and it's just like I don't know, like it. it Looks so tangible. Like, that's why I think VR is a good place for it because it does. It looks like you want to move it with your hands.
2: I think this, it's. Gorgeous and ambitious and beautiful, and I'm excited for it. But when we see these things during press conferences, I want to take a nap. It feels like Wonderbook 2015 yep. remix. Oh man, see, like, I disagree. I, I just... don't think these things de- demo well at all, and in, in, in the
0: middle of the
3: in the full packed crowd in nah, the press conference, they
0: need to they need to give it to somebody on a show
1: floor. And yeah, be like,
3: check this out. Yeah, yeah, I well, think a guided demo. Of that well, and nothing like should be that long. On a, yeah, I feel like
1: I have, nothing should be more than five minutes on a right. Show
3: see, floor. to me, like the Tourism must have dragged like crazy. Oh, yeah, percent. Totally. Oh, but yeah. this to me, like, I didn't find boring.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know. we we saw Uncharted 4 for, like, a minute, and then we see Dreams for 10. So, it was, or whatever it was. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think like 10.
3: every single second of that Dreams demo was more excited to me than anything they showed Uncharted 4 multiplayer. See, I would watch, like, a 30-minute
2: documentary about how the systems work in that game. Yeah, you know? I mean... know, like, to, just to really deep dive. But I think in the terms press of, like, the here's a press it. conference, like... That I agree with. Yeah. Full um, crowd clapping and cheering for everything.
3: And I guess we should talk about the Uncharted 4 multiplayer demo. Uh, yep. Yeah. I think... Last Us Multiplayer was really smart and tried something different and new um, that I thought was, you know, I didn't play that much of it, but I, I totally understand why people got super into it. And it was like a really cool kind of taking what made the core game, like the campaign, smart and and kind of putting it into a multiplayer setting where it made sense to play with other teams. Uh, Uncharted Multiplayer has kind of just been run and gun always. Um, and they added this thing called Mysticals um, to Uncharted 4, where it's like you can do supernatural stuff. Um you can shake your ass, you can you watch know. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could show us all what you're working with. These are
1: all Mystical songs. (laughs) Famous rapper. That was actually the same song. It was just the bridge that we finished. (laughs) That's the
2: end of all our Mystical references. (laughs) I'd like to print a correction uh, for earlier in the episode when I uh, inferred that Mystical was famous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting
1: note that that's changed. a lot Um, since 1997 yeah it was weird to see like Elena set herself on fire and run through the map and then to like throw a scary spooky demon box out in the middle of the map and
3: Mm -hmm. that's the thing it's like what Max was saying earlier about wanting a story and being ready for a story like I just don't I like the Uncharted games for their story I like the single player stuff and I think the multiplayer is totally fun enough I played a decent amount of Uncharted 3 just to try it and I think it's like well designed it's fun and it is like for people who like multiplayer games I think it is like really good and fun fast paced um Interesting supernatural stuff is just so funny and weird to see before we even know anything about the narrative. None of though. this
0: is going to be canon, you know. You're, yeah, of course, a, yeah. You're going to be able to have Nate shoot Sully in the face, probably. Like it's just there's going to be stuff that wouldn't happen in the main story. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Darren came up and was like, "Hey, is, is Battlefront canon?" And I was like, "No, it's like as canon as people playing with toys in their yeah, yard. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah. it's going mean, to be when, whenever you have." I mean, m- multiplayer is 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 never canon, and if it is, it's very boring. You know, yeah. It's just a bunch of silly nonsense. And
1: happening. I mean, like uh, Naughty Dog, in terms of single player games, are s- almost in a league of their own in terms of of these giant, you know, awesome, hundred na- percent, like yeah. cinematic narrative games. Like, yeah, like Tomb Raiders is obviously nar- uh, obvious comparison coming out this year. Um, but whereas with multiplayer, it's like, well, are people going to jump to this other than Battlefront or Call of Duty or Halo Five? And so, people oddly stuck to the last few
2: Uncharted multiplayers, which I was like. It it wasn't for me, but I understand why people got into it. It's because once you get a hang of those systems, I mean, it plays very differently than Battlefront sure. does. You know, yeah, even if they're course. both third person. Yeah. At times. And
3: it's also like the people at Naughty Dog are incredibly talented, and that does apply to map design. Like those maps are smart, and they're pretty, and they're really yeah. cool. I just it's you know, I guess sort of like VR conversation is not my thing.
0: Yeah, uh, really, I'm not crazy about a, a cinematic reveal for for multiplayer. You know, I think for yeah. story yeah. stuff, it makes a ton of sense because you're it's a, like a movie trailer, but like when you're just kind of I'm just like well, this looks like a kind of like a gum commercial that makes you catch right, fire yeah. like I mean, it's so it's gonna be get... cool but like I don't know how you, I, don't, I think that uh, that's one of those things that does really a really good job just demoing it on
3: a on a show floor sure know? yeah and which, yeah. We're, uh, which uh, they're doing yeah yeah, yeah. it's a lot of hands-on impressions and I, I think all of us will probably play the beta in December <laughs> I mean, like totally. I, I definitely want yeah. to try this before sure. yeah. I mean we saw a one minute and a half long trailer like we don't actually know a lot about it but I'm so definitely curious to see I mean since we talk about it every
1: week we gloss over super quick of the new Battlefront trailer that you know we saw that I think right before the Uncharted trailer so I mean, what did you guys think of
0: that oh man I uh, so I was I keep thinking that they've shown us everything and then I realized that they haven't shown us everything and I realized that I really want to play this game and I'm totally on board with this game mm-hmm. there's all the like I was complaining last week about there's not enough aliens in there. Those, they right. show a ton of and aliens. they're like they showed us yeah they like the, uh, the the Keldor Pilates, which yeah. is the, the gas the Plokoon gas mask species they got yep. the Duros which are the first aliens you see in the cantina yep. mm-hmm. you got the te- uh, Quarren which is what mm-hmm. uh, Jabba's accountant yeah, is I have yep. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really happy about that
2: it's, it's tetanus which is the disease that the rancor keeper has, <laughs> yeah, from getting he's got
0: gout, rubbing okay. up against. He definitely has gout. Yeah,
1: there's hepatitis. <laughs> he's he's probably got,
0: gout. He's got weird worms <laughs> <laughs> problems. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah no.
1: it's weird
2: because when we did the show a couple weeks ago, I was the only one like really kind of hot on this, and I think when you guys had played the beta and were sort of just like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not exactly what I want. And I think they're 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 kind of filling out the areas that now that make you go, okay, this is this is really. The Star, Wars, the Star Wars game that I've wanted for well, Yeah, I mean, I'm in. in. Just, I'm in. Yeah, and I'm it's in. just I'm, so I'm
1: easy to get excited when you see Han firing his blaster and killing a bunch of fools or Leia yeah. throwing down what looked like, like a, a spooky ghost trap from Ghostbusters mm-hmm. or bo- yeah. first-person Boba Fett.
0: Yeah, first person Boba Fett. I believe that's the first time we've seen the EE3 the Blast Tech blaster rifle in yeah. uh, first person. That's pretty exciting to me. I like that. Yeah,
1: E3 has its whole blaster rifle. E3. Did you see when he jumped over the Sarlacc? Yeah, he and he's not, like, not this time. Yeah, which, which is like, we,
2: we were on the show saying a few weeks ago, like, I want a Tatooine stage where you can jump over Sarlacc pits. I, 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 I want, a, yeah. Like the gas holes in Sullis that were. I didn't think of these addicts. <laughs> <laughs> Do we believe that? I don't those think Those was a gas way. holes on Sullis. <laughs> <laughs> Chewy, watch out for those <laughs> gas holes.
0: Ha, <laughs> 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 (laughs) 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 Uh, 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 Gavin Connolly said, what Star Wars hero character would you add to Battlefront? For me, it has to be Lando. Mm. I have had enough with humans. I want to see some really weird stuff going on. I would love it. I, I had an idea for this. I would love Jabba as a hero. And he he's rolls so out fun. on his yeah. on his dais or on, on like a skiff or whatever. And he comes out, mm. but he's got like six like NPC bodyguards and yep. a shield around him, so all your friends can kinda hop up on your Dais and like and, oh my and, God, and it's like, like hopping sh- to
1: a warthog and a yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, but you like roll out and you're like you're pretty slow, but you've got people you've got AI protecting you, and you've got like your dudes can all come and come gather around and you and I, maybe I you want do like, like a, a f- bonus or something. I want I like know. a
2: five V one like evolve style rancor mode yep. where basically
1: there's just oh, like oh there's a rancor and everyone's gonna take it down. I would also love if there was a mode where there's a bunch of really crappy heroes and that it's random like you yeah. get a hero thing like maybe I'm going to get the emperor and then you just get like a dead tauntaun you get pork, you're in. Just, you get pork <laughs> yeah. in he's like I
2: can't run he's, oh. this, he's just
0: coming back from a lunch break yeah. it, you're just holding a cup of coffee <laughs> yeah, in front and of and yourself you're like
2: oh, oh, oh no they've got a new sandwich in Subway it's <laughs> fantastic oh god what's going on around here <laughs>
0: Oh, Mon Mothma comes out like, oh, right.
2: oh what are you doing at? Oh they're all fi- oh, Everyone's <laughs> shooting you! Oh, Many uh, Bothans are dying Keith Campbell here. asks Why wasn't Chewy In that Battlefront trailer Give us Chewy! He's gotta be coming
0: No he's in there he's I think, there. I think that they so
2: I hope he just runs out And rips a guy's <laughs> arm off <laughs> And <think> throws
1: <laughs> <it>. Everything <laughs> is just already <arm laughs> off <and laughs> throws it.
0: There's your M rating um, Yeah I, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually, excited about this game I'm I really want Pit
2: Fortuna Because I love that guy
1: I think Playable r
3: Playable R2 Would be really interesting Because he has so many Weird things he can do
1: only in the dumb prequels can you do weird things though yeah, he's got those true. jets yeah I love that
0: he just looks real lazy in the original trilogy after all the stuff that happens in the prequels is, I also, he, I want throw, like, he
3: serves drinks he and serves he throws, drinks, he throws yeah. that lightsaber to Luke so everybody always
0: one. everybody always says Boba Fett doesn't do anything in Jedi and he's a bumbling idiot I was watching Jedi and I caught something I never caught before uh-huh. which is probably really dumb of me he totally is the first one to realize that something shady's going on because R2 goes by like real fast right before everything gets real and Boba Fett just looks over and that's why he goes up topside to die. Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, yeah. He doesn't he was really die perceptive. but to, get, he just... to go in that big desert butt. Yeah.
2: Uh, I want to be able to call in an Ewok strike. <laughs> like, that's what, oh, yeah. 15 that. of them just like swarm one guy. Yeah, you just hear, and
0: they're like, what? swinging from the sides. and I'm God. so excited because it looks like I've been complaining that Battlefront looks like too much about a bunch of human beings with guns and military stuff, which is fun. Yep. It's cool, but we got a lot of video games with that. Finally, we're getting some some weird aliens with dumb heads. I think, yep. And I th- if that's just cosmetic, that's cool. If we get some more weird heroes, I'm on board. If we get some aliens, yeah.
2: I'm 100%. I think the first few weeks or probably even months are there to satiate the sort of first person shooter crowd that gets together every fall and shoots each other. Uh, but and a then few when those ma- dudes leave the room, it gets weird. Yeah, and then <laughs> then all of a sudden there's people like Max and I who are like,
1: oh, look at <laughs>
3: Yeah. Turn into Marty. Yeah.
2: Will great. you join our caravan of courage
0: <laughs> as we wage war on the planet of the forest moon of Endor?
2: <laughs> um, all right, rapid fire real quick. That's right. What do we got here today? I went in the podcast. We already we did on one Facebook from Nick group. Spaulding. Uh, and I asked you some questions. You can go in that group and uh, join me in my hunt for questions every single week right here on podcast beyond sebastian thrower says Favorite horror games? Halloween is approaching fast, and this question will be obsolete in a few days. Not true. Horror mm-hmm. games are actually released all yeah, can year only round. I play them in October. Yeah. Uh, I do love Halloween time because it gives me a chance to watch tons. I've seen so many. Every, every time I have 90 minutes, I watch a horror movie. Just yeah. any Anytime there's even a window open, I watch horror movies. Uh, but horror games, very different. Um, what about you guys? So do you, what do you, I know, Max, you're, you're not super into horror games, I don't right?
0: really like horror games because I'm a big,
1: weird, you sad and You should sit down and play Until Dawn. Oh, I really you want have some to. Drinks and until some until, and play until
0: dawn is is like stupid. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's it's, the thing is horror games frequently really really commit to the to the serious stuff, um, and we get some stuff that kind of we you know you can't you can't really manufacture uh, camp or kitsch yeah. really easily. Mm-hmm. You get stuff like Jill Sandwich, but we didn't realize that that was funny until you know ten years after Resident Evil was out, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, until Dawn, I really want to play. I think yeah, that's a you lot of fun.
1: That's a super fun game. We, and I feel bad that we didn't talk about it enough because I think I was the only one who played a ton of it on the yeah. show. Right. But that's a really good game. Um, the Resident Evil 1 remake for uh, GameCube. Yeah. Uh, that stands up there. Uh, Silent Hill Lisa 2. Lisa Trevor, man.
2: Yeah. It's, it's Jesus one of them the creepiest weirdest characters and you in hear her before you see her oh, like, you and hear, like, she's just this worship. ghost daughter with like chains and she's like and she's dragging oh god I hate that stuff you fight her in that gross basement Yeah, I get very uneasy basement. thinking about certain sections of those games yeah. same with uh, did you guys play Evil Within yeah there was a lot of now it was kind of all over the place there was a lot of stuff in there that was really really smart and mm-hmm. really cool yeah. uh, the, the, the parts where it did it's best to kind of ape a very much more violent version of Resident Evil 4 I was into the story was a disaster it ended and I was like what happened that
1: house (laughs)
2: but uh there's there's some cool stuff yeah i like silent
1: hill too i like silent hill for the room for its ideas Uh, i think pt is probably the best horror thing to come out in the last since amnesia but whenever we get more of silent hills yeah too bad you can't download it if you haven't downloaded it already. Also, one of the PS4s in our office that had it on it died. And so, well, that's what, you one upset. fewer copy of PT yeah. we in have. the world. Yeah, That yeah. sucks. Every time a PS4 dies. Well, here, if, like,
0: if you walk into the, the door where the game library is repeatedly, and keep going <laughs> through there, eventually that PS4 will reappear above you. Be, balcony. Oh, and
1: it's going to be scary. And yeah. It's going
0: to bleed all over me. Yeah, yeah and then yeah, you got to you got to go flush a Vita down the sink. Yeah.
2: Jose Jimenez says, how many pizzas can you down during a press conference? This is tough. We've had,
3: oh man, uh, we used to do a lot of covering like the VGAs or yep. things like that. We would have a whole bunch of pizzas in the office, uh, even if it was just me, Greg, and Colin or whatever. And there was never a single slice left. Uh, yeah, our, we, we were all disgusting. Yep. Uh, this we, press conference was at 9 in the morning, so we had zero pizzas. Yeah, this, yep. one, this one certainly, that's true. But we, I mean, we've had... Big groups here and those things like we're like, are four pizzas enough? And nope, they're never enough. Yeah.
0: IGN is one of those places where like when you see massive pizza orders and you're like, you're like, oh, is that four?
2: IGN one of those places.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, uh, it's, yeah. It's us. We actually almost did a video in the break room once where we got so many pizzas that we had something like 60 pizza boxes in there. It was during all hands or something. Yeah, very, they, yeah. Ordered, they ordered pizza for the entire company. And I wanted to do a video where we ran full speed into it, but we didn't f- figure out a way to shoot it without somebody getting very hurt. Uh Timothy Ralph Weisenhunt says, can Julian give us a headline in French? Oh,
0: for those of you just tuning in to my uh, prolific career in talking into things, my legal name is Julien because I was born in France. <laughs> um, yeah, Because okay, you, you actually
2: one. resemble a, a Julien knife cut, which is a technique where you take something and you yeah, make I'm, it very, very thin, thin and thin. very long and skinny. And real wussy. Um, <laughs> and you're a carrot. And a lot of
0: people don't like it. You're a real uh, celery boy. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, t- I took a couple of years of high school French. I can mess this up real bad. Okay. Um, How about new Star Wars game? Okay, oh, coming uh... Nouveau Guerre d'Etoiles Vidéo Jou... Star
3: Wars! I don't know. Télé de Star Wars! <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's like a, it.
0: Guerre d'Etoiles. Guerre d'Etoiles? Yeah, it means that's... the War of the Stars. Uh, mm. I, I thought he said Guerre Yeah. Uh, so we're going to get a bunch of people writing. I got one for you. It's uh, uh, Regardez... Uh, wait, no. Uh, regardez un hamburger de gouton noir. Which is, eat that look at new this black... disgusting black hamburger. That's right. Is that what you're and you call me that I'm these totally days? You call the me a black hamburger?
2: Is that where we're at? Mm-hmm. Call me a black hamburger you're on the real, show. Real weird salty beast <laughs> that looks you weird right when you're Shut
0: up. Um, yeah, so that's the that's podcast beyond... We got a note from, of from, uh, from Jared. Yes. Yeah, uh, this is really exciting. Guys, Oh my god, Fallout 4 comes out in like two weeks? Real soon. That's really exciting. What the hell? Right? What the Yeah, Yeah, okay, we're going to have a lot to talk about there. Um, Yeah, so from Jared, next week, IGN launches The Vault, our new weekly Fallout 4 show. Join our intrepid band. Oh, can
2: I read this in his voice? Do it. Next week, IGN launches The Vault, our new weekly Fallout 4 show. Join our intrepid band of post-apocalyptic survivors as we explore the ruins of Boston and the mysteries of life after iridation. Watch the first episode next Wednesday on IGN. If you've got a topic you'd like us to address, tweet at vault underscore IGN. That's vault underscore IGN. And let us know what you'd like to talk about. Oh, boy.
3: Oh boy. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like people are going to think you're making fun of Jared. But you're no, not that's really his fault. He's Jared. been on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> should, should understand that when you make fun <laughs> of something... <laughs>
0: It's because you
3: love it, yes. Unless you, unless you, unless you hate,
0: hate it, and unless you're a bully,
1: in that case. Yeah. don't do that. Cause you're mm-hmm. mean. Um, but, uh, I got something uh
0: Brian and I are doing up at noon every week. You've been tuning in. It's live at noon Pacific time on Thursdays. Yep. We have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, sometimes it's exciting, and Adam Sessler joins us to talk about uh, pornograph magazines in the woods. It's right. Oh, other, oh, times, mags. other times, other uh, times something doesn't work, and we and we panic. Mm-hmm. Um, this week you we've give got Zach a panic attack. Yeah, he gets real huffy. Um, <laughs> we've got a, a new segment um, that I I've prepared. It's called cram session. It's a little little old video bit where I'm recommending some stuff that might be of interest to people. Oh, it might like, be familiar it's to like a whole hall of study. It's a, like a, a very studious sort of uh, you know domicile for your brain to go into. So Electric maybe tune chamber. in and check that out. And of course, if you miss it live, we'll be putting up recorded versions of all that. Yeah, uh, Marty, what do you got working on oh, going geez. on
1: no, nothing. I just down no, the old the old. No. Check out uh, Podcast Unlock, that's, uh, that's the other podcast I'm on. Check uh, out overclock. That's the other podcast I'm on. I'm on a lot of podcasts. Is that why your voice is like that? Because you do too many podcasts. Whoa. No, it's because also I think the last time I wore this cardigan, I was around a dog. And so my eyes have been itching all day. Oh. And I've been sneezing a little bit. Right. So that's not great. Huh. Around, yeah. so great. Huh. around a dog. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Did I actually I put that cardigan that. on a dog <laughs> when no. nobody was... <laughs> it was... That's terrible. Real. Oh, no. Marty turned into a dog. Wow. <laughs> he's
2: become <laughs> the one thing he hates. Brian, what do you have to tell us about? Uh, Max and I just survived the 200th episode of The Comedy Button. That's We've been doing that show for four years now. We did 200 episodes, so go listen to that. Uh, same as usual, I have an album out called Misanthrope Album. or It's called it's, it's an album called Misanthrope, but you can get it at misanthropealbum.com. It's totally free. If you like it, you can pay what you want or buy it on iTunes, whatever you want to do. Uh, and new music coming soon, hopefully.
3: Awesome. Andy. Oh, uh, a shower with Andy. I do a, little, a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes. Like honestly, I don't have a ton of stuff that's public facing coming soon, but um uh keep an eye out. There's some cool stuff coming towards the end of the month, and um Marty and Brian and I have a thing coming outside of Jan soon and our son. Our new our son. son yeah, the three of us are moving Vermont. Real quick, yep. what are you guys being for Halloween? Uh young Steven Spielberg
1: marty uh i'm going to portland uh with my friend i haven't got a costume yet but uh um, you're gonna be a guy who lives in portland yeah, you got the costume on right. i'm not gonna i'm
2: not gonna what are you being i'm doing a b-boy chewbacca i'm doing it at the request of max yeah um, so actually doing, you'll probably get to see us in costume on, on up at noon this week yeah,
0: right my, my jacket isn't ready from the from the tailors but you know <laughs> i have a different jacket i'll give it my best shot did i'm you being bring, did han, han solo you brought you a, so you brought a han solo vest to the tailors what did you tell them to do I brought it. It's a jacket. I told him to take it in on the sides because okay. I'm they uh, extra large in Singapore is apparently a real
2: big boy. You didn't ask him to put uh, blaster fire in certain parts of it or anything like that. Or no. that cool those vape pens that he carries in this Episode Seven trailer. You seen those? Does he have vape pens? Yeah, yeah totally. Oh man, yeah. he's got little vape cartridges. No, like Fruit Loops doesn't. What idea of
3: making them like stamp little like burn
2: marks in it. <laughs> Put a claw mark from the bear on there. Chewie's <laughs> uh, got those
0: darn eye boogers again. The vet gave me these little wipes, but he hates it. He nips at my my fingers. It's real bad. That's right. you got to give him treats while you wipe him down. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. This is Podcast Beyond. We'll be back next week with more fun stories about PlayStation? Probably. Beyond. 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 That you were doing so well. <laughs>